0: Hey buddy, welcome to another episode of Orange Juice Optional. Today I think the Orange Juice is optional, and it's a good day to chat with my friend Suzanne and have a glass of champagne while we discuss movies. I know, such a fun topic.
1: I felt like the last few weeks sparking joy, which was a great episode, I thought, you know, if I do say so myself. <laughs> I, I actually love that episode also. Yeah. And then the courage episode. You know, I won't say these are deep topics, but yeah, a little bit on the more serious side. So it's a good week to do something fun and just talk movies.
0: Yes, there was some um, serious side to all of that. But we did talk for about 20 minutes on Louis Vuitton
1: boxes. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe not 20 minutes, but a good five.
1: So really not too deep in our conversation. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It was a little shallow or light, but <laughs> yeah. hey, it still sparks joy thinking about it. So I'm not going to apologize.
1: Absolutely.
0: So while back, as you all know, we did a book episode because Suzanne is a lover of books. And at that time, we decided in the future, it'd be fun to do a movie episode and a TV show episode because I know everybody is
1: dying to hear our thoughts on movies. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they are. I think they want to know what we like and why we like it. And this surprisingly was
0: a much harder topic for me than I thought it would be. I always uh, saw myself as somebody who watched a lot of movies, but really that was a thing of the past. I don't really watch movies. I watch a lot of Netflix shows, the occasional movie, but Rob doesn't like movies. We never go to the movies and
1: I was struggling. (laughs) And you know, I have gotten out of the habit of going to movies too. When I was a young adult, you know, late teens, early 20s, a really good friend of mine and I, that's what we did. We almost every weekend, I spent a summer in Seward, Alaska with her when I was 16, and they had one movie theater that played one movie once a week. (laughs) And so... Every Friday night, we would go to the movie theater and we'd watch whatever movie was playing. And really, we did it for the popcorn and just the fun of going to a movie. We're usually good movies, but it's such a fond memory. And then I had another friend when I lived in Alaska and our kids were growing up. She and I would go to the movie almost every week. I think we'd just go to a movie, we'd get our popcorn and we'd sit there and we had so much fun. But since the kids are grown, since we I've been in Phoenix, yeah, we don't do movies anymore.
0: I think the last movie I saw in the theater was the most recent Star Wars movie. Oh. I can't even remember if I went with anybody. I might have gone by myself because I so wanted to see it. But maybe I went with, I had to go with somebody. I think I went with my dad, actually, which would be very fitting as we get into our first category to see that I went to see that last movie with him because that was actually the first movie I ever saw in the theater. But we'll get to that in just a minute. But I do want to say before we jump into our movie categories, which we did not want to do our favorite comedy, our favorite romance, our favorite drama. We came up with um, (laughs) some interesting or creative categories. Yeah, as only we can do. But one category that wasn't on the list, but you kind of brought it up when you were talking about popcorn. And I'm really curious because I'm all about the snacks. What is your favorite treat when you go to the movie theater?
1: Well, popcorn with extra butter layered. You know, so you have to tell them to make the popcorn, put a layer of butter, put more popcorn, layer butter, more popcorn, butter on top, and extra You're salt. Such <laughs>
0: You're such a Karen. You're
1: such a Karen. And, um, and junior mints, my favorite thing to have it um, while I'm watching a movie. What about you?
0: My favorite thing to have would be the popcorn with butter and a lot of salt. So much salt on it that it makes my mouth burn. Oh. I know it's weird. I know it's not good for me, but in a movie theater, it's what feels right. And then taking a package of peanut M&M's or peanut, yeah, peanut M&M's, not the peanut butter ones, but the ones with the peanuts and dumping it in with the popcorn Oh having that sweet and salty. Yes.
1: Perfect. And my sister does that too. Oh, I was going to say that is, I've never thought of doing that ever, ever. Of course, that's because I don't buy M&M's. I buy junior mints and (laughs) I think it would lose its, its taste using Junior Mints instead of m but what a good idea.
0: I can't imagine minty popcorn. That just yeah. does not even <laughs> sound appealing
1: to me. Yeah. No. Oh,
0: but I love that. I love it. Well, I know you're on um, baby duty today, so we should probably just jump into the categories for our movie episode. And as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, the first question or the first category was, the first movie you ever saw in a movie theater, and as I've already shared, mine was Star Wars back in 1976.
1: Wow. And I know the first time I ever went to a movie theater, and I think I've told this story before, we were visiting family in Minnesota. It was on the farm, but I didn't like being on the farm. I don't like the smell of cows and pigs, and, and my mom and dad really didn't know what to do with me. And I think they just needed time away from me. So they dropped me off at the theater in town. The town was Fairmont, Minnesota. So I was by myself, dropped me off at Two Sound of Music. And so I went into a movie theater by myself and watched Sound of Music for two or three, two and a half or three glorious hours. And that was back when they still had an intermission so they played half the movie, then they broke for intermission, then they played the second half of the movie. And I honestly, one of my favorite memories of all time was going to Sunk Music by myself. And I was in fourth grade. So
0: I love the intermission. I love that story, but just mentioning the intermission, it, it just makes me happy because that is so old school. That is something that even in the 70s wasn't really as common anymore.
1: Right. But if the movie was made, they still included intermissions. Like because I think Sound of Music was maybe filmed in 1964. I don't know. I it was early 60s. So if they had an intermission in the original, they kept the intermission when they replayed the movie late in later years, which I think is just so wonderful. But. Even if we don't talk about our all-time favorite movies, I'm just going to put that in there. That Sound of Music probably would fall into my all-time favorite movie category (laughs) just because of that memory. And it was absolutely the best movie I'd ever seen in my entire life.
0: And about five or six years ago, maybe it was longer, we were in Germany and we went over to Austria and we got to go to the, the Solarium.
1: We did. And we drove by the... The house where it was filmed. And, oh, I mean, that was the best ever to see all of that. And I think I told you then when we were in Austria that my dad loved the sound of music. And he knew of a documentary film about the Von Trapp family that was filmed in like the 1950s. And he never was able to find a copy of that documentary. Because before he, you know, he passed away, you know, 24 years ago. And they d- we didn't have Google. We didn't have Google searches. And so he never got to see that documentary a second time. And every time Sound of Music played every year on television, he would always talk about that documentary. Well, I think it was like two or three years ago, my son, Greg, found that documentary for me. And it's the true story of the Von Trapp family. Oh, such a great documentary.
0: That is... So cool. And it doesn't surprise me at all that Greg was able to secure a copy of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's what he does. I know. He's a bulldog on yes, <laughs> He is. And, and it's what the Sound of Music, Rogers and Hammerstein movie was based on, was that documentary. And obviously, the documentary is much more serious, much more true to life. But um, oh, what a great story. And I could talk about Song of Music for a whole hour, but we won't. We, we can move on from Song of Music.
0: Okay, well, why don't we move on to our next category then? And we'll keep with that same theme of our younger years. So what is your favorite Disney movie of all time?
1: Well, I was going to just say animated or non-animated, but... I have both. I broke the rule and I
0: put favorite Disney movie not animated oh. and favorite Disney movie
1: animated. Okay, because animated it would be Cinderella, and non-animated, which is kind of animated, would be Mary Poppins.
0: That doesn't surprise me. Another Julie Andrews movie. Oh yeah. Did you know that when you picked it that it was Julie Andrews? Did you recognize that?
1: I did not. I I didn't put two and two together. But it, but I do. I did love Julie Andrews. I mean, I, she her voice
0: incredible. Yep. Here I am connecting dots for you. <laughs>
1: It's so funny.
0: I would say my favorite Disney movie of all time, non-animated, I actually have three of them on here, would be The Parent Trap
1: with Haley Mills. Oh, good one. I didn't even yeah. think about it. Out. There are so many to think about. Yeah, I love that one.
0: Yeah, I got lost in it. And my other favorite, I'll just share two of them, would be Pete's Dragon, which I love Pete's Dragon.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a musical there also. and. I would say my favorite animated Disney movie would be Beauty and the Beast.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: that's a good one. Yes. So how about your favorite Christmas movie of all
1: time? Uh, This is a tough one. Are you going to say Die Hard? (laughs) No, that's not on the list. Do you consider that a Christmas movie? (laughs) Not even in the least. I do not consider it a Christmas movie. I could give you my top five. Or six. Gosh, and I can't remember the one that we just watched that Greg and Jamie introduced me to this year. But Elf, of course, Christmas Vacation, which is tradition in our house. Elf and Christmas Vacation every year on Christmas. We watch those two movies. Family Stone. I don't know if that one's considered a yeah, Christmas. Yeah, that's movie. Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. Love that movie. Love Actually. I don't know if that's considered. Yes, it is. (laughs) But I consider it a Christmas movie. Those are four. And then we watched one this year, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's about Santa is retiring, and he is a male, a son and a daughter, and the son has to inherit becoming Santa, but the son doesn't want to be Santa. But the daughter makes a great Santa, and so she – the. Son is a no-show, his first year as Santa, so she has to step in and take over as Santa. It's such a great movie, and I can't think of the name of it. I'm so mad. Well, it'll come to you, and you can share it in a
0: future episode, maybe this upcoming Christmas.
1: Yes. You think we'll still be podcasting then? I think we will. I I still have a 100 ideas for podcast episodes, (laughs) I'm sure.
0: Start generating them. (laughs) I know.
1: So what about you? What's your favorite Christmas movie?
0: Well, I, all those movies you said were great and I could go on and on with Christmas movies, but I limited myself to two. And the first one being Elf, because who doesn't love Elf?
1: It is (laughs) (laughs) truly,
0: yeah, it just makes my heart happy. And the second one is from my childhood. I knew every song. I knew every word in this movie. It's a Disney movie. Also, Babes in Toyland.
1: Oh, Annette
0: Funicello
1: and Tommy Sands. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it was a great movie. Yeah, but obscure. I would have never even remembered that one. Yeah, I didn't even have to dig
0: for it. It was just right there
1: in my brain, like *Babes in Toyland*. Yep, definitely. Before we keep going, I have to, I have to remind you of my definition of what a good movie is, and and you just triggered that for me because I told this story. It's a quick story when we were talking about books, how my sister-in-law and I were driving to Lake Michigan for a family reunion, and we were talking about movies. And she said her definition of a great movie is one that sticks with you and changes you in some way. And you know, it's a good movie. You know, it's a favorite when you ask that question and it immediately pops into your head because that movie stuck with you. Babes and Toyline. You just said, I didn't even have to dig for that. There it was.
0: And it was surprising because I had to dig for a lot of <laughs> I don't watch movies. Oh, that's so funny. The next one I didn't really have to dig for either, but favorite movie
1: scene of all time. Do you have one, Suzanne? This one I really had to dig for, and I'm not sure I have a favorite scene of all time. This was your category. I know it you was. You picked this one. you <laughs> know just came into my head. It has to be that scene from Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore at the Potter's Wheel.
0: I thought of that one also. That was in consideration
1: when I made my choice. Yeah. Well, and you know what? It actually just came to me because I have been struggling with favorite scenes, but that's the one I think. So what's your favorite?
0: The obvious one would be, of course, a scene from Pride and Prejudice, that very last one where all the confusion is put to rest and they become a couple and they decide, yes, we're meant to be. I love that scene in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, But that is my favorite movie. So that would be a given. Okay, so the other one that I came up with, that would be more random. And it just popped into my head like the ghost one with you is a scene from The Breakfast Club at the very end of that movie where she takes out her earring and he puts it in
1: his ear and walks off. Oh my God, you come up with the most obscure things. It's like, I would have never remembered that. I loved that movie, but who remembers things like that? I don't. (laughs) Well, I was in the middle of my
0: teenage years and that teen angst that goes with it. I'm like, oh, that just hit me in the heart. And in, in that moment, I was like, that is an awesome
1: scene. That so. is an often scene. Well, and I have to say, one of my other favorite scenes is in the notebook when the old couple is laying in the hospital bed together, reminiscing about their younger years. Yeah, that's pretty amazing also. Oh, uh, James James Gardner. And I can't remember who played the wife. Ugh. She's a wonderful actress. I like her though. Best scene
0: ever. So you ha- we go from our favorite scene of all times to that blockbuster movie that you hated.
1: I have like a thousand of them.
0: Okay. We'll (laughs) limit it to two. You can take mine because I really couldn't think of one because I haven't been to a movie for so long. All I can say are those sequels like Batman 2 or superhero movies. They're not my thing, but I know I'm crushing Jimmy when I say that. So that's my idea on blockbusters.
1: That could be... Any blockbuster, any superhero movie, I am not a fan. Just because I don't like that genre of movie. So you can just take all of the superhero movies off my list. Also, any of the Terminator movies. Hate Terminator. Stupid concept for a movie, in my opinion. But not just blockbuster, but this one I think actually was an Academy Award winner. And I hated it. Inception. Oh, you are crushing Jimmy right now. That is like his favorite movie of all time. I hated that movie. I hated it. And it was one of those years because I love watching the Oscars every year. And I tried to see as many of the movies that are nominated. And that one, I think, won. And I was I was crushed that year because I was like, oh, I hated that movie. And it went on forever. It was like a four-hour movie. So
0: that goes into another category, the least favorite Oscar winner. Is that your choice? Inception as being your least favorite? No.
1: No? There's one more? Yes. Inception was uh, my top two. But this one, and I never understood why this one won, American Beauty. That was a weird movie. It was a weird movie. And it won Best Picture. And it was a weird movie. Black Swan was another one that I did not like that won. And it's like, why? Why did that win?
0: Well, I'm going to admit something to you right now. Okay. I don't ever watch the Oscars, ever. Uh, the Academy Awards. What, is it Academy
1: Awards and you win an Oscar or is it just the Oscars? It's the Academy because it's the Academy, the members of the Academy that vote for the best movies of the year. And the movie is called the Oscar. I don't know why it's called the Oscar. It's probably named after someone But um, I don't want to show my ignorance, but
0: yeah, me either. But I already did. Um, So you're very good. And I know you like to see the movies that are nominated every I mean, we've talked about that in the past. I am not that good. I only watch what seems like it might interest me. And so when I read that category, which was your category, Uh it said least favorite Oscar winner. I went to my least favorite Oscar winner, who's an actress. Oh, okay. And it's very clear to me that I'm not a fan of this person, because as soon as I saw that name, because I had to go look him up, it would be <laughs> it would be Nicole Kidman in 2003. She won an Oscar for her performance oh. in The Hours. And I've never been a Nicole Kidman fan. I don't know. Why. Oh, I just really it's not my
1: favorite. Really? I wouldn't consider her a favorite of mine, but I do think she's a good actress. And she's always so well-dressed at the Oscars. And that's how I base my opinion of people. (laughs) Okay, well, let's not get too deep there, Suzanne. Speaking of shallowness, it's like, you know, if they show up in a good dress, if they're well put together, I like them. And Nicole Kidman is one of the best dress actresses on the planet. I mean, that woman knows how to dress for an event.
0: (laughs) And I can't disagree with that. She's just... I don't know what it is. It's just something rubs me the wrong way, but it is what it is. But that, that can lead into our next category. An actress or an actor you could watch in any movie. Audrey Hepburn. Oh, she's fabulous.
1: Isn't she? I mean, every single movie she... I've seen every movie she did, I'm sure. And she is just one of those mesmerizing people. There's something about her. And I, I know what you mean. I We just watched a documentary about her life. I want to say it was on Netflix, but my son is the one that pulled it up. So I'm not sure it was Netflix, but it's a fascinating documentary on her life.
0: And it's very interesting because I was doing an experiment a couple months ago that you helped me with, and I didn't know it, but you had chosen Audrey Hepburn. So after I was done and I opened up the envelope and Audrey was in there, I just started researching her and wow, wow.
1: What a life. I know she had an incredible life and she probably I consider one of the most beautiful people on earth. What a tremendous actress. Okay, so what about you?
0: Well, I didn't want to necessarily show how out of touch I am with Hollywood. So I tried to do something a little more current, but I will watch this person in any movie. I love Sandra Bullock. I love her approach. I love her attitude. I like the character choices. I mean you go anywhere from the blind side to Miss Congeniality and the net. I mean there's just such a wide range that she's played.
1: I loved her in <laughs> Miss Congeniality. Was that her in blind side? Was it it same? was? Oh why don't I a blonde
0: haired Sandra Bullock if I remember correctly, but it was her.
1: Love her. And it's so funny that you say that because blindside, it fits into one of my other categories that we have coming up, but I'll wait until we get to it. But I do love her. She is an amazing actress.
0: And I do agree with that since I'm the one that brought her up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I have to be clear about one thing is that because I know several people who go to movies because of the actress or actor that's in it, I am not that person. I do not go to a movie because like if it's Leonardo DiCaprio, no, I don't care if it's Joe Blow in the movie. I'll go for the theme of the the movie itself. I don't care about the actor or actress in it.
0: I don't really either, but I do enjoy her comedy, so.
1: Yeah, she is good.
0: Okay, so the next category, favorite movie based on a true story. So I chose, and it's a movie that is about... 12 years old, but I only recently saw it for the first time. And that movie would be Julie and Julia.
1: Oh yeah. That is a good movie.
0: I really enjoyed that. I was laughing and it just had a really good flow and I found it very interesting. So that's why I chose that movie. Um,
1: I have several actually. Hacksaw Ridge, amazing movie. Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan. Oh,
0: Rob mentioned Saving Private Ryan when we were discussing these categories. Yep.
1: But my all-time favorite movie based on a true story is The Glenn Miller Story with Jimmy Stewart. Ah, uh, I love that movie.
0: Okay, my guess for you was going to be The The King's Speech.
1: <gasps> Ooh, it's on my list. The King's Speech is on my list. <laughs> I love that movie too. I love it. I know you do. That was my guess. So <laughs> too many to choose from because yeah, that was a. It's on my list. It might fit one of my other categories, as does the Glenn Miller story. Fits one of my other categories, but yeah, the Jimmy Stewart movie, Glenn, the Glenn Miller story. Oh, I love that movie.
0: I'll have to check that out. You usually do give pretty good movie recommendations.
1: Yeah, it's an old one. It's a. It's a classic, like from probably nineteen. 19- I don't know, early fifties, it's black and white.
0: And I will tell you, I love the old movies, the black and white movies, the musicals, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, oh, Gene yeah. Kelly. Like I love all of those, but I didn't even go back that far, but I should have because they hold a special place in my heart. And I can't do this whole episode without sharing that.
1: Oh yeah. Well, and when you get to one of, I don't know if I even gave you this category, but your best, your favorite comfort movie. Mine is any musical before 1965. It's like if it's a musical and it was filmed before 1965, it's one of my comfort movies that I'll, you know, when you have a bad cold and you're just laying on the couch drinking hot tea and trying to feel better, I turn on any old classic movie, usually a musical.
0: Well, you didn't share that category with me, but I'll go with that answer too. Okay. (laughs) it does make me happy. Okay. So we go from comfort movies to the most depressing movie that you love to watch. Oh
1: God, that's a tough one. Do you have an answer to this one?
0: I found that one really tough. Also, Uh, the movie I thought of was Marley and Me, which is a really sweet story, but (laughs) I don't like the ending of it. It's very sad. (laughs)
1: That's so funny because I don't know if I've ever told this story, but my family would kill me if I told this story. But we were all such huge dog lovers in our family. And we went to this movie and everyone in my family sat in a different seat in the theater because we all knew we were going to cry. And we didn't really want each other to admit that we were going to cry in this movie. So at one point in the movie... It was like a choir of sobbing, and I could pick out all of my family's sobs. Oh, that's an in-tune mom. (laughs) Well, I could hear Jeff for sure, and then Greg and Eric, and oh, yeah, we were all there, all spread out all over the theater. And believe me, I don't think there was a dry eye in that movie theater that day, but I could hear everyone sobbing. I didn't even think of that one. I thought of like Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List again. I mean, such great movies, but yeah, really depressing theme.
0: You know what other movie I thought of? And I don't even know what the hell I was doing watching it as a young child. But I used to watch it on HBO over and over. Like every time it came on was the movie Mommy Dearest. about Joan Crawford and her relationship with their daughter, Christine. Yes, You know, that's where every time I see a wire hanger, I'm like, no wire hangers. (laughs) And I think about that, but I don't know why I watched that movie so many times, but I
1: did. That is funny. Another one that I've only seen a couple times, and it was a great movie, but so depressing was Sophie's Choice with Meryl Streep. Oh, such a great movie, but yeah, totally depressing.
0: Well, let's move on to something a little more (laughs) (laughs) Um, happy. Uh, The next category I have written down is your favorite movie that you've watched 10 times or more.
1: And never get tired of watching. And it
0: can't be Grease or Mamma Mia, because we're both going to have those on our list. That's true. So stretch a little here, Suzanne.
1: Okay. Well, I have quite a few that I've seen 10 times or more that I could watch another 10 times and never get tired of the movie. Shawshank Redemption great movie, Gone with the Wind, Blindside. Those would be my top ones that I've seen. Oh, Forrest Gump.
0: Okay, that's a good one. I like that movie. Yeah. So what about you? Well, I tried to follow the rules and I just put one down. (laughs) And I had to think about this because there's quite a few in my childhood that I would just hit on repeat. But the one that sticks with me and makes me so happy to this day. Like, I'm smiling, just about to say the name is the movie The Goonies. <laughs> it was a 1985 release. I was like 14 years old and I wanted to be a goon dog, man. Like, I love that
1: movie. Oh, that is so funny. And you know what I think about when you say The Goonies? There's a great slot machine. <laughs> That's of course, there based is on that movie. It is. It's a great slot machine. It's a lot of fun. And I've played it. I, I mean, it, it disappeared years ago, but it was a great slot machine. <laughs> someday, someday we'll do an episode about my favorite slot machines. <laughs> because I have Oh, my gosh, I would have nothing
0: to contribute there <laughs> other than making fun of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get back on topic here.
0: Okay. So what do you think the best movie would be to watch on a long flight? Gone with the Wind. I considered that one also because it does have length to it. The movie I came up with was Titanic.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one.
0: Because I wouldn't watch it on a ship.
1: I feel better watching it
0: on an airplane.
1: (laughs) Good point.
0: (laughs) But I really had to think if I were going to be doing movies and had a large block of time, I would probably watch something like Titanic with that length of time or start the Harry Potter series or the Star Wars series just because not episode the first three episodes of Star Wars which were actually the second set of three that were released. I like the originals from 90, 1976 but not the ones that were made in the 90s those three. So I would do something like that maybe but I usually watch television shows
1: like The Great Baking. Yeah <laughs> i you watched that one too British Baking Show. Yes, I love that. Yeah, great show to watch on on an airplane. But yeah, those epic movies, the epic stories. Shenandoah was a great giant. Those are old time movies, but they're long movies. And a lot of times they'll come up, especially long haul flights over, you know, over the ocean. There'll be like a three hour movie, but so good.
0: So I have to ask you, what made you think of this next category? <laughs> which is the favorite movie
1: without a
0: sex scene.
1: Well, okay, because I was thinking about my worst experience ever as a mother watching a movie. So a friend of mine, when Greg was a sophomore in high school, I think he might've even been younger. Yeah, he may have still even been in junior high. He and his friend wanted to go see Anchorman. And so his mom, who's a friend of mine, And I went with them. And we didn't sit with them. They sat in the back of the theater. We sat in the front of the theater. And it was the absolute wrong movie to see with your son in the same theater. So that made me think, okay, so what are the good movies that have great stories but don't involve sex scenes? Because Are sex scenes really necessary to make it a great movie? No. I think you can have a lot of great movies without sex scenes. I'm sure some people go just for the sex scene, so. I mean, maybe.
0: I don't. I don't. I, don't. But I mean, maybe. There might be somebody out there, like the Fifty Shade of grayers.
1: Yeah. So the ones that come to mind, of course, they're classic movies. But I would say Sabrina is... Oh, I love that. I know. And such a great movie. I don't even think there's a kiss in that movie. <laughs> Except the the stone face that you, or no, she put her hand in that, the mouth. (laughs) But it's like that, it's those kind of movies that it's like, and you don't miss the sex scene. It's just imagined. (laughs) And then this one, I'm not 100% sure if there was a sex scene in it or not, but Forrest Gump, I don't think there was a sex scene in that movie. I can't remember. But a great
0: movie. I mean, she does get pregnant, but I don't know that that scene was on there. But perhaps... I'm trying to think what else. Do you have one that you can think of? I just chose one and it was Sleepless in Seattle.
1: Oh, good choice.
0: Yes, I really like that movie. And it does have that tie back to classic movies also. Yes. Is it an affair to remember? Is that the movie that it ties back to? Yep, yeah, that
1: is the movie.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was a great movie without a sex scene. It, it yeah. wasn't needed or necessary. And the message was very sweet.
1: And I like that. was That's a good answer. Really good one.
0: So what would you consider to be the best musical that is not
1: Grease or Mamma Mia? I think you're going to like my answer on this one. Walk the Line. Oh, I considered that one also, The Johnny Cash. See, I could have said The Sound of Music, but I mean, I think that's a given. But Walk the Line or The King and I.
0: Okay. I don't know if I've seen The King and I. No, I did. I saw the original version because I took a film class in college. Yeah. And it
1: didn't stick with you, huh?
0: It didn't stick with me. But if you were to hear my choices for musicals, you'd be like, come on
1: now, Michelle. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Give them to me. What are they?
0: Okay. Well, I'm obviously an 80s girl because they all came out in the 80s. The movie Annie, the original, love it. Love the music. Mm-hmm. Again, Teenage Angst in the 80s. The movie Footloose, loved it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Still like the soundtrack now. And then, okay, I'm an Olivia Newton John fan. So, of course, Xanadu had to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. don't know if that would made my list, but I don't know if it was actually one of my favorites, but I did like the soundtrack and at that time I wanted to be a roller skater and yeah, it just hit yeah. that sentimental chord. <laughs> well, okay then. Okay, so how about your favorite movie with an ending that you didn't expect? I'm just going to jump in with mine. My favorite movie with an ending I didn't expect was the movie Gone Girl.
1: Oh,
0: did you see that one where she was mad at her husband because he was having an affair, faked her murder, and then she killed this other guy? I'm not explaining it very well, but she ends up killing him and blaming him for her kidnapping when it was
1: her all along that planned it. I did see that movie and I don't know why I saw that movie because I hated the book, hated the book because there was no redeeming character in the book I mean it was oh I agree yeah it was just one of those books that I hated because it's like can we find something about these characters that I could like (laughs) but there wasn't and so I don't know why I even saw that movie but I hated the movie as much as I hated the book
0: I guess I wouldn't say it was my favorite movie with an ending that I didn't expect but I couldn't think of another one and I know that one shocked me. So that's why I put that in that one.
1: Yeah. And that's a good choice. And I was going to say, this is a topic that I'll have to come back to because I know something's going to pop into my head like an hour from now when we're done recording.
0: It always does. Okay. So what is your favorite Laugh Out Loud movie?
1: Okay. This one was not my category because- No, this one's I, mine. So yeah. if you want me to
0: jump in, I will. <laughs> yes, you because- jump in. There was a movie that I had put off watching because I'm like, this is going to be the dumbest movie ever. And I got put on this long flight. So I had their entertainment system in front of me. And it was one of the options. I'm like, oh, what the hell? Like I have nine hours. And I watched it. And I think everybody in the cabin was looking at me because I was laughing so hard. Uh I know it's a lot of buildup to announce that a laugh out loud movie for me, one of my favorites is The Hangover.
1: (laughs) The Stupid (laughs) Hangover. I loved it, though. I Oh, that's so funny. That would go down as my entire family's favorite movie of all time. Well, not favorite movie of all time, but that's one of those movies we watch over and over and over again. But I did think of the movie that I remember laughing out loud in the theater when I saw it. it was something, there's something about Mary. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember laughing until it hurt. That was a
0: good choice also. I remember that movie and that one scene with the, quote unquote, hair gel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: And then the frankenbeans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah. Well, and then another one that goes back to the 80s was Tootsie. I remember laughing so much the first time I saw Tootsie. I just thought it was such a funny movie.
0: I have to revisit that one, but I recall in yeah. one also. I think it was Dustin Hoffman. It was. And yeah. I can't remember who the female
1: was. Was It, it wasn't Meryl Streep, was it? it no, oh God, I can't remember. I haven't seen that movie in years, but I do remember laughing out loud at that movie.
0: And a more recent one. So you guys don't think I'm all ancient in my movies. This is a Netflix movie, but over the holiday season, the movie Holiday. I was in Stitches. I thought that was the funniest movie and I was watching it in bed with my headphones on and I kept waking Rob
1: up. <laughs> you were laughing, I was laughing
0: so hard. Oh, and he was probably shocked because I don't usually laugh out loud like that, but I, I like that movie. That is too funny. So how about a movie that has given you the itch
1: to travel? Well, what is the name of that movie? It'll come to me. It's about Tuscany. Tuscany, it's based on a book the woman who buys a villa in Tuscany after her husband leaves her and she redoes the villa.
0: I know which one you're talking about, God, but I can't, can't think, I think of, of the name,
1: name. either. Um, but that was, that one really made me want to travel to Italy.
0: Well, the movies that have made me want to travel and I went under the Tuscan sun. Oh, that's it. And it's with <laughs> yes. Diane Lane. Isn't yes. It? yes. Okay. Yeah. That was a good movie Um, for me. I tried to limit it. I chose a movie that was domestic and then one that was international. Actually, two that were were international. And the movie that inspired me to travel domestically would be the movie Sideways about the vineyards. I didn't even drink then. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't drink wine back then. And I just was like, wow, I want to go. And I want to say to somebody up there, no, Ethan Merlot. (laughs) But I have been to... Where is that? That's up near um, Santa Barbara where that was Mm -hmm. filmed. And I have done the wines there once. We should go back there. Instead of doing Napa one year, we should go to Santa Barbara and do the wineries up there. Just
1: a thought. Yeah, And then
0: two movies internationally. One was to Italy and it was called Letters to Juliet with Amanda.
1: Oh, free tag or free. Yeah, Yeah, I can't pronounce. Yeah, she was was in Mamma Mia as well. And we actually, when we went, not you and I, but when I went with other friends to Italy, we stayed- Because you're cheating on me. <laughs> you know, we, right before COVID, we went, the year before COVID, we went to Italy and stayed in that villa where it was filmed outside of Siena. And, I'm hating you right now. Yeah. And it was so cool. Gorgeous place. But yeah, I love that movie.
0: Yeah, I'm just kidding about hitting you, but I know you're jealous. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> and the other movie that made me want to really travel internationally was a movie called My Life in Ruins. And it was with Nia. I can't think of her name, but she was in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes. And she played a tour guide. Yes, I love that It was that all movie. through Greece. Yep. And I was like, I want to go to Greece. So that one. And we did. Uh, The next category you kind of already touched on, but I'll just put my two movies in there. It's a movie you would be embarrassed to watch with your kids or your parents. And yours again was... The Anchorman. The Anchorman. My choice... And I only had one down. But then when you were talking about having Greg the and yeah. I'm like, I know another one. So forgetting Sarah Marshall, I went to that movie with my parents and I sat right next uh, to them and I'm like, holy shit, I wish I was anywhere but here right now. Oh, wow. And then the one I took my son to because it's about a teddy bear was the movie Ted. Oh, yeah. He wasn't quite 17 yet. And I made that wonderful parenting choice that we would go see Ted because it's based on a damn teddy bear. <laughs>
1: That's
0: too funny. A perverted teddy bear. <laughs> okay. Well, I only have one more
1: category. Oh, good. Because I was just going to say we have to wrap this up. My right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One more category. Okay.
0: The last category is a movie that made you want to sleep with the lights on.
1: I don't have an answer to that because I don't watch those kind of movies. I don't like watching scary movies. And so I don't have an answer. Halloween, Halloween when I from 1976 would probably be the only one I could say.
0: And I don't like scary movies either. But, you know, every once in a while you meet up with your friends and we were doing like a date night one night and we were with our friends, Vaughn and Melanie. We had gone to their house and the movie that they had chosen was The Ring. And, you know, scary movie, but you could tell it was kind of fake. And it's about getting a phone call before you're going to die or something like that. Oh, my God. I don't don't remember it. And I kid you not, it's midnight when this movie ends and we're sitting there talking about it, a little bit freaked out, and the freaking phone rings. And I I can't make this up. It was the security system for the building (laughs) where the guys worked at the time. But I'm like, seriously? Yeah. No, didn't like that. And then the other two weren't really... Slasher type movies, but the movie The Net was Sandra Bullock. That one, because that could happen and it's terrifying. She's a cyber police officer and watch it because I don't want to go into it and relive it and have to sleep with my lights on tonight. And then Silence of the Lambs.
1: Oh, yeah. See, and I didn't watch any of those movies because I think Halloween was the last scary movie that I watched. And it's like, "Mm, no.
0: Yeah. And I don't really watch any of those now. I mean, all of those were years ago. So anyhow, that is our movie episode. And I hope we didn't put everybody to
1: sleep as we reminisced about um, all of our favorite movies. I know. And it's like I have a whole list of movies that we didn't even get to. So we may have to do a follow up show down the road, even though you don't really like movies. And I
0: really, I, we're getting ready to wrap it up here and I'm hoping it's just on my end that the technology is bleeping in and out. Oh,
1: good time to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good time to go. So with all that shared, have an amazing week, everybody. School, school. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Orange Juice Optional. What many of you wouldn't know is that this podcast has been a shared vision of ours for
1: many years. And knowing what we know now, I can't believe we've waited so long to make our vision a reality. Right? I really think the hesitation
0: on our part came from all the unknowns of podcasting, the biggest unknown being the toughest one. Where do we begin? That's when we found Podigy and Riley. And you know, if we had Godsend music, I'd cue it right now. Riley is a know-everything-about-podcasting kind of guy, and the best part for us was that he was so nice and down-to-earth about everything. And by everything, I mean he answered so many questions, he gave so much reassurance, and he offered advice on things we hadn't even considered. Initially, Podigy helped us choose our recording equipment, find our music, create our artwork, and set up our templates for recording. And seriously, how many Zoom calls did setting up the templates take? Probably too many to count because we are technology challenged. But the best part of each one of those calls was the reassuring voice on the other end. I love that about Potagy. Now that our podcast setup is complete and things are running a bit smoother, knock on wood, Podigy is going to edit each upcoming episode, do our show notes, and get our show out there for the listeners. Their help takes so much off our plate that all we really need to worry about is our friendship, next week's topic, and if it's an orange juice needed kind of day. So if you're interested in podcasting, please don't let the unknown stop you. Please check out Riley at podigy.co. That's P-O-D-I-G-Y dot C-O. They have packages available based on each show's individual needs. Thanks again, Podigy. Our next host is for you. Cheers. Cheers.